Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Nearly 200 school systems are suing the parent companies of Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, and TikTok in a class action lawsuit over alleged harms to students via their social media platforms. Several streaming services, including Netflix, YouTube Premium, Spotify, and YouTube Music, recently told consumers that yesterday's price is not today's price. Black Tech Week in Cincinnati took place last week, and one of the more interesting presentations was a rap battle between real rappers and artificial intelligence. And Twitter decided to change its logo from the little blue bird to the letter X. We got all this and more for you in episode 92 of the Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And kind of coming out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Mr. Pesos. Uh, back from a uh, uh, trip to uh, Columbus, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. Not Columbia. <laughs> South America. Uh, there's a Columbia, South Carolina and a Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Columbia. So I went to the, lo- the farther one away to... Uh, South America, and it was pretty nice, pretty nice trip. I would recommend pretty inexpensive compared to some other places you would go in the Caribbean in those areas. So definitely, definitely check it out. Got a heavy Afro-Colombian presence down there. So it was definitely nice to learn about the 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 slaves that got dropped off first, <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right. And their experiences, which is almost damn near similar when you think of the Africans that were um, taken to uh, Colombia, South America in general, but Colombia specifically, and how their um, independence, kind of, and then later on their real independence, it kind of mirrors, you know, African Americans. You know, we took a, uh, without getting too deep into it, we took a tour of, you know, the main city, Cartagena, in uh, Colombia, and our tour guide. You know, she was going through the, the history, you know, the uh, talked about the uh, African influence, you know, mm. and you add that with the native, the native, uh, you know, uh, the native Latin, you know, um, culture, you know, you add that into, you know, those who uh, colonized that area. You add that they're they're pretty proud of. And pretty clear on how that all intertwines together. Right. But specifically, I was definitely intrigued into how, you know, uh, Africans were uh, declared independent. And then furthermore, how they, you know, not decolonized, but, you know, um, kind of um, increased their own cultures and values and how they did it. Damn, there's <laughs> eerily si- similar to how. You know, Africans in America, you know, North America gained our independence. So I was definitely interested to hear more about their story and proud. I took some pictures. I don't know if for all of those, you had to go to my Facebook page and see some of the pictures. I, I saw your street art it was yeah, beautiful. A lot of, lot of African really American street art, a lot of murals that, you know, wasn't just off in this little corner, right? It was throughout the whole city. So I thought definitely make sure to take some pictures of that. So, uh, definitely knowledgeable, but also had a good time and didn't, spend a whole lot of money either compared to some of the other vacations you would take. Well, y'all look like y'all was living y'all best life. I was going to say some of the pictures and, like some of the pictures look like look at all the fun I'm having while y'all back in wherever you at just chilling. But uh, y'all um, looked like you was having fun. I try not to do those. I try not to do the Instagrammable pictures right to where people are really like purposely like look at me y'all some pores. 
look at me over here in these, you know, exclusive areas doing these, you know, never before seen pictures. I don't do those. I kind of like really just like take pictures of us like generally having fun, not the photo shoot type fun. No, no, no. That's not the point. I was, I was literally saying you look like you was having fun while yeah, I was chilling. Y'all, like y'all, was, y'all was living y'all best life. You just look very relaxed yeah. and you know what I mean? Just like living y'all best life, having a good time. That's mm-hmm. all. A well-deserved break. Yeah, definitely need to take more trips. I'm not a vacation person, um, but at the same time, definitely as a result of this trip, definitely looking for some other trips to take more frequent versus, you know, kind of spaced out. Me and my wife, when we go on vacation, it's like once every three years or for a special event or something like that. And, you know, definitely looking forward to just taking trips just because. Life is short. Got to do it. Well, you picked a great week to be gone because as we were talking about this in the green room, there just, there was not a whole lot of tech stories that was going on over the last week or 10 days, but we are going to do our best to get into a few of them. The first one, Stephanie, this is one I think that you and I were looking at independently of each other, but it's about 200 various school systems are suing all the social media platforms over alleged harms to their students. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what's going on with this lawsuit and do you think that they'll get anything out of it? I'm not mad at it. So uh, plaintiff's lawyers are pitching school boards throughout the country to file lawsuits against social media companies on allegations that their apps cause classroom disciplinary problems and mental health issues, diverting resources from education. And they do. Uh, nearly 200 school districts so far have joined the litigation against the parent companies of Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat and YouTube. The suits have been consolidated in the U.S. District Court in Oakland, California, along with hundreds of suits by families alleging harms to their children from social media. So they're going to face a a test later this year when a judge is expected to consider a motion by the tech companies to dismiss the cases on the grounds that the conduct allegedly causing harms is protected under Section 230. Of course, they're going to trot out Section 230 for this like they do um, for everything, basically. Um, But I, I think... Even with Section 230, I think they're going to get some money out of this in the same way that um, they got uh, they they referenced. What was the other lawsuit? Oh, they referenced the um, Jewel uh, lawsuit in this article, in this Wall Street Journal article, um, Jewel, the uh, vape. The vaping company, the mm-hmm. vape pen that got that one that had to pay that one point seven billion dollars uh, because they were making Jewel look like candy and and it was colorful and the flavors. Oh, even the flavors were like yeah, you yeah, know, the flavors they were, like, were like tropical fruit punch and all this other stuff. But it was still killing, giving kids cancer and whatnot. They still had to pay that money. I think that's what the school districts are looking for. I don't, I don't think they're going to get. You know, the social media companies to admit that they are, you know, addictive and and they're causing all these different problems. But I think they are looking for a payout so that they can then go and use that money um, to implement programs in the schools to help try to combat what the social media is doing to these kids um, and and their brain function, which uh, I mean, I see it firsthand. And I, 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 you know. You know, these are the types of articles that I flag all the time in the work that I do with Till Death Do You Tweet. Um, and, and I go in these schools. I'm, I'm in the schools. Th- these are the school districts that bring me in and pay me and would probably pay me out of this settlement to try to help their kids when, when they start having problems because of social media and when, when social media becomes a disruptive force in the classroom because of the cyberbullying, because of, you know, whatever else is going on, you know, that's when they bring me in. You know, I, I go back to when I was in, I, I was in Idaho in April of this year. And for the first time, I mean, I always have students come up to me after my presentations and talk about, you know, they're being bullied and they feel like this and they feel like that. This was the first time in four high schools. I did four high schools in three days in four high schools. I had four different students that had just gotten out of facilities after suicide attempts. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, that's great. It was so great. Cause it could, like I said, I've, I always have at least one that's just like, well, I've thought about it or, or I tried or, or something, but I have four. 
And, and one of the young women, you know, she had tried like nine different times. Like her, her dad was a teacher at the school and he was like, yeah, this is her ninth time. And, and, and she, you know, we, we just don't even know what to do at this point. You know what I mean? So, so there's a problem and, and, and the social media platforms, to, to try to throw a rock and hide their hand behind Section 230 is just not going to get it anymore. And 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 hopefully this will be the w- the wake up call that that the government needs to do something to repeal Section 230 or 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 something. Because again, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but um, but these kids are the ones that are suffering. And you know, I, I, like I said, I'm seeing it firsthand. And um, and hopefully at a minimum they can use this money to implement some, some level of programming, some mental health resources, something that is going to help these kids, um, you know, in, in this fight, because that's what it is at this point. You know, we're really battling these companies for, you know, the souls and the, and the, and the very mental well being of these young people. And I would say, you know, well, not, I would say, but you could, these companies, typically can make the case. Well, let's talk about the jewel thing specifically. The reason why the jewel vape thing worked was because it appeared that they were marketing to these kids, which I'm pretty sure Facebook and all these social media apps, while not saying our app is for kids, all of the updates and all of the features and all of the adding advertising and all the marketing could point to that while Facebook is not in Google and YouTube and all these other ones, you know, not to single out meta, but I'm pretty sure you, you could point to specific examples in whether it be marketing, advertising, how they roll out features, who they're responding to as far as feature ideas, that stuff is geared towards children specifically the teenagers, because I'm pretty sure their data analytics say, you know, kids between ages or whatever, whatever, they use it this amount of time and they got all the data. So I'm pretty sure if they want this one to work, uh, they, I would, they can make a good bet that these companies. But they can always just point to their terms of service. And Mm -hmm. and it's very clearly you have to be 13 years old to use this app. You know sure. what I mean? That's the first thing it says. And they can always just go right there. And between the terms of service and Section 230, you know, that's that's kind of their little airtight way of, of, of getting around all of this. And it, it 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 just shouldn't be good enough anymore based on what we're seeing, you know, behind the number because the numbers just aren't lying anymore. And these kids are telling us that that these platforms are not good for their mental health and, and their brain development. And they they've hooked electrodes up to these kids. Brain, like we know that these platforms are not healthy for these kids. And I just don't know what else it's going to take for us to really start listening and, and doing something about it. I, I don't know what else it's going to take. I would hope that if they do get a judgment or a settlement, which probably is more likely that they would settle this if it's yeah. not looking good for the social media platforms, that a lot of that money or part of that money will go towards actual education of parents. I don't, and Stephanie, you could, you could talk about this better than I can, but you cannot minimize the effect of parents on their children when it comes to their social media and just making sure that you know that your child has TikTok on their phone, knowing Mm -hmm. that your child has Snapchat on their phone, knowing that your child has YouTube on their phone and actually going and checking and auditing on regular intervals what your children are doing. And I hear folks saying, well, isn't that an invasion of privacy? And this is my take on this. You are not (laughs) private. You, You are not a private person. Uh, or a private entity that does not require parental intervention until the law says I don't that, that I legally am no longer responsible well, it's not for an, it's not an invasion so, of privacy yeah. when you're paying for the phone exactly and I and I tried and and that, and and you hit the nail on the head because I talked to parents too and and you know it 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 Oh, it, it gets so frustrating when I have the conversations with the parent. The kids get it. You know what I mean? When I, you know, I've, 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 I've found a conversation that I can have with kids that, that helps them understand. But it is so frustrating when I talk to the parents because they want a magic bullet. They want me to tell them something that is going to make it all okay and, and, and absolve them of 
the work of being a parent. And I'm just like, there's nothing I can tell you that's going to mm. make you not have to get on that phone with that kid and, and, and look at what they're doing on that phone. There's nothing I can tell you that's going to make you not have to look and, and understand what Twitch is and what Discord is and what TikTok is. You, you are going to have to learn about what these apps are and what your kid is doing on these apps and not to- just. And not just what they're doing, what type of person are they when they're right. on these apps? Mm-hmm. Because right. some of your kids could be some of the nicest kids, and but they get on these things and turn into a demon. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like, and you got to have them conversations over and over and over and over and over again. And and it, it is just what it is. It, it has added a, a, a whole nother layer to what it means to be a parent in 2023, but it is what it is. I hate to, I hate to add another piece of work to your, to your plate, but it is what it is. And, and you got to do it. If, if you want a healthy, if you want to raise a healthy child in this day and age, this is what it requires. And, and, and parents really, a lot of them are really burying their heads in the sand as it relates to this. They hand their kid a phone at like eight and nine and 10 years old. And, and that's it. There's never a conversation that's had. There's never any sort of digital literacy, you know, education that's had. They, they think the school is going to do it. The school thinks the parents doing it. Nobody's doing it. The kid is just on their phone and, and, and the whole internet is at their fingertips and it's just, and the Mm. kid is just out here on their own. No, when, when, when you are handing your, you know, your child, especially these young ones, six, seven, eight, nine years old, a phone, it's like you're handing them a drill. There's a good chance that they won't hurt themselves if you hand them a drill. Maybe they've actually watched you. There's a good chance that they won't, but there's a good chance that they're going to do some real damage with a drill. If you do not show them how to use the drill, Uh, you know, I've heard somebody talking about this. They said, it's like this. You would never not teach your child. If you, if you have, if you live on a busy street and don't have a fence, you would never not teach your child from a very young age to not walk out into the street. You're going to do everything you can do to make sure that that child doesn't walk out into the street. And even though you've taught them, you're going to keep a watchful eye on them because you know that children are going children all the time that they are children and that they might start walking towards that street and you have to jump up and go do something. It is no different with a cell phone where you're not necessarily concerned, at least initially, with physical damage happening to your child, but there's so much mental stuff that can happen to your child. It's like these things, you know, social media is physical too, because it could turn into that, but it is very, very, you know, the the opportunity for bad things to happen are there, and you have to mitigate that as a parent. So 46% of young girls have been contacted by a stranger online in a way that made them uncomfortable. 46 almost half and 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 there's probably girls that were scared to even admit that that has happened so i i I would argue that that number is probably you know one and a half times that oh so easily yeah yeah. so it's just like the 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 threat is real you know and and it's just oh we got to do better we got to do better we got to do better so, y'all, I don't know if you have been paying attention to your emails for all your streaming services, but it seems like everybody decided that we going to start charging more for everything all at the same time. So I'm looking at this and this. This is how I wrote this. I said streaming services to consumers. Yesterday's price is not today's price because Netflix has decided to get rid of their $10 basic ad free plan, both here in the U.S. and the U.K. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. YouTube premium is increasing their price by $2 up to $13.99. So if you don't want ads, you, you're giving them $14 a month to not have ads on on YouTube. And there's like, oh, wait a minute, Spotify and YouTube music, both are raising their prices by a dollar. So when, a lot of times when we're talking about streaming, we're, we, we literally are talking about just the Netflixes of the world and the Paramount Pluses of the world, but the music ones as well, the, the, these prices are all going up and they're, they're getting ridiculously expensive. And I know Steph, you still have cable. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't have any, I have, I have the already have the 1599 Netflix um, and I don't have any of these. Mu- I have Apple Music, so I don't. None of this applies to me. So I'm just like, okay. But the, the reason I'm, <laughs> I, the reason I make that point, you have cable because it is actually, in a lot of ways, becoming less expensive to have cable oh, it's way less than it is to have. have 
all of these streaming services. With everything else I have, well, I won't say everything else because, I mean, like I said, I share some stuff. Um, But, yeah, cable's mad cheap. Cable is mad cheap. Um, The only thing is I am still paying for uh, HBO in my cable, which kind of works out because – I would probably, if I wasn't paying for HBO as an add-on, I probably would be paying for HBO Max or, or Max, I guess it's just called Max now as a, as an add-on, you know, individually, cause I, I do like Max. So I guess it kind of works out, you know, in the end. So yeah. Here's a question for you. Cause I, and I don't know this um, and I might be putting you on the spot, but through your cable company, do you get some level of, of Max? Or did they get rid of that when they went from HBO Max to Max? Because I know that when I actually had cable, the way I got HBO Max was that I would log into my cable subscriber. Yeah, and- no, I still, yeah, I get Max because I have HBO through my cable. Terrence, I don't know where you are on this, but I am strongly contemplating going back to basic cable just because it's so much less expensive. I have Hulu Plus, I believe, right now. It's it's significantly less expensive than that. So I'm I'm potentially thinking about going back because it probably saves me thirty dollars a month. Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. Are you just trying to flip through channels like your regular basic cable channels, or are you trying to get the extra stuff some of these things offer? If like you mentioned Hulu Plus, they've got shows that aren't on regular television that are streaming on Hulu. Same thing with Netflix, same thing with Max, so on and so forth. The, in my opinion, um, all of these services are going up in price because they know they got us. So the question ain't what's the cheapest, in my opinion. The question is, are we going to stop watching less stuff? <laughs> I still like this. I still like broadcast television. I mean, there's there's still enough stuff on broadcast TV that I watch that I still want my cable. And, and I mean, like I said, my mother lives with me and she ain't giving up her her shows. Um, although I will say, and she pays for it. She just signed up for BritBox because she loves BritBox. And oh, like, yeah, literally, yeah, right. that's all she watches now. So I'm like, we might be able to get rid of our cable. Right. So um, the only way switching back to cable would work is if you switch back to cable and cut all this other stuff off. You cut off right. Netflix. But you, you cut can't off cut off, but I can't cut, I can't, I can't quit none of it. Because they got us. <laughs> they got us. That's why they can run these prices up. Because they know man. we ain't going back. What they'll do is we will pick and choose. But what we'll do is we'll cut back the cable and be like, oh, cable's cheaper now. Let me sign up for this thing. And then this thing, and you're right back up where you started when you right went back, back down the cable. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I don't even want to look at what I'm paying in subscriptions right now because I know it's ridiculous. Is bliss. I know it, it is. It really is. I'm just like, just just, just take my money. So. Just, just, just take my money, honestly. Uh, but then again, let me see. I got, I got, like I said, my max is with my 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 cable and 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 the cable and the internet. Like I said, I I look at the cable as negligible because my internet bill. Is high AF. Well, that's that's how um, they get you now, right? And that's how they get you. The cable is like an add-on to the internet, and I need well, we you know right. you need the internet, so you're just getting the cable as a bonus with the internet. So I don't even kind of count the cable. The max is the add-on with the cable, which is an add-on to the internet. So we don't even count that. And then I have Netflix, and I have Apple TV, TV but right. I but I have Apple One. So I have all of it. I have Apple News, Apple Fitness, Apple Music. Um, and then I have, I think that's it. Cause I'm using someone else's Disney mm-hmm. and Hulu and the world sees this podcast. You probably want to say <laughs> allegedly. I'm allegedly. <laughs> um, I mean, allegedly, if it's true. I'm allegedly, um, and then, um, and then someone else's peacock. So yeah, I'm really only I'm really only paying for Netflix. So for me, so there you go. So I'm actually not paying that much. I don't feel so bad now. So so for me, I have my internet package, but they keep hitting me with these. You you can get basic cable for like an additional nineteen ninety nine a month. Basic cable is going to get me all the channels that I get with Hulu Plus or whatever whatever Hulu's 
TV services, whatever that is. I can't even think of the name of it. I will get all of those channels plus some. Now, of course, I won't get the, the HBOs in the, in the showtimes and all that. Those would be add on packages, but I don't have those right now. Um, But with Hulu, there are some shows that stream specifically to Hulu that ain't on broadcast. But here's the thing though. I don't know that I would completely get rid of Hulu. I think I would just get rid of Hulu TV plus live sports, whatever that is. So I would take it down from like $60 a month to like 15 or 17 a month. So that's still, if I were to do that, it would actually save me money over what I'm paying for cable. I don't think you would do. You would take that difference and you dump it on something something else. Yeah. (laughs) And and you and Rob would, would like get, Paramount for two days to watch the Star Trek and get rid of it and then get something else. They got us, dog. They got us. So so you you know what they're doing now? We stop these prices from getting going up. Is stop watching stuff, and then we all have Prime, of course, because we got because mm. everybody got Amazon. So yeah, it's crazy. So these prices go up every year, seemingly every year. Yeah. So this is how they're getting this now. They're doing. Well, they'll release half the season and then have a break and then release the second half of the season. So for me, what I would always do for, for like, like, um, who was the last one? Peacock was the last one that got me. It's like, okay, well, I'm only really watching this one show. So I'm just going to wait to the end of the show and then I'm going to subscribe, get it for like, you know, for that month. And then when I'm done binge watching, then I'm done. But it's like, I did that. It's like, oh, wait a minute. There's like, part two of season one that comes out the following month. So that, that's like, Oh, y'all got me again. Mid season so, break. Yeah. They started doing that on broadcast TV, yeah. which was annoying. And I'm just like, come on, man, just, just release that. So here's the other part of this. Though. Come back as Chris Rock said, <laughs> here's the other part of this. And I want to get y'all both of y'all's take on this. Do you think that the streaming services are ultimately going to have to consolidate because I believe one of the reasons why that, you know, because they want to make all the money, but also because they have to pay for the production of all of these shows. Now they're not paying that right now because production is all but shut down for pretty much everyone because of these strikes that we're in. But the content that the streaming services put out is not inexpensive. And then they're all trying to do their own thing. So they're competing with each other. And you, we've already seen max that was HBO and discovery that have, become one thing do you see more consolidation in this industry because there's a lot of streaming services out there and i mean even though there's there's quite a few shows on apple tv that i would like to watch i just don't know that i'm wanting to go and spend you know more money now when foundation comes out i'm probably going to because i really like that show that that is the one show that would make me you know make me do it but it's just like there's so many of these streaming services. Do you think that they're ultimately going to have to consolidate because they're just competing yeah. against the, you know, competing against each other? I think content, content's infinite, man. I just, I think there's just always going to be enough content out there forever. And there's enough of what's paying for it. They're yeah. only going to have to consolidate if we stop pay, if, if, if viewer, what viewership goes down, viewership goes down. Then they'll start thinking about consolidating, but we pay for it. We, we, it's only $7. It's only $5. It's mm-hmm. only $10. It's only $15. And before you know it, like you said, Stephanie, not to use you as an example, you just don't even look at the bill. You just set up the auto pay <laughs> and go on about your business. <laughs> I mean, I think some of the, some, some will, you know, I think some, yeah, some sure. of them will fall off, you know, just cause it, it, sometimes it's just not sustainable, but, um, but content is content. It's just like, you know, the, 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 the suckers will shake out, but content is content. Content Con- is king. Content is content. As long as, you know, they, they raise the price, they're going to lose people. But as long as the, the, what they make off the price hike offsets thought, what they make. I, I thought it was interesting though that, that Netflix would get rid of the $10 tier right after they cracked down on the password sharing though, because that kind of seemed a that's kind of seems a little bit counterintuitive that you would get rid of a a, a very cost effective tier that more people would probably gravitate towards those people that were rolling off of other people's accounts. That would, would be the, yeah, cheap. that would be the likely place that they would want to sign up at. Um, so you, you know, not giving them that option just seems a little counterintuitive. Well, know? I think here's what's happening with, with Netflix. This password crackdown that they have done has worked better than I think they even imagined that it would. 
because a significant numbers of people I get it, but have actually signed up to accounts. Yeah, you don't have to be greedy, though. Just get the $10. Oh, they, they go get all the money they can get. But it's like if, if you want to pay $10, you can watch these ads because we still make all the money. So I, th- I think that this was not just even by Netflix, by folks looking at Netflix. It's like, OK, Netflix was cool when they did this. In fact, they were better than cool. Their stock price this year has just been shooting up. It has been going up and up and up and up. You know, Netflix and Microsoft are like the darlings of like the tech world right now, just because of what their stock prices have been doing this year. So I think that's a I think that's a big indicator for some of these other platforms. Like, well, if Netflix can get away with it and they was really upsetting people. And then we could throw a dollar on. We could throw two dollars on do those kind of things and, and just see how it works. But like I said, that yesterday's price is not today's price. These things are getting more. And it, how did my daughter say they're getting expensiver and expensiver? <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So y'all, this past week, there is a tech conference called Black Tech Week. It actually is just up the road from me, or I should say down the road from me in Cincinnati. And I had some other stuff going on, or I would have probably tried to drive down and uh, and check it out. But when you think of Black Tech Week, it was, I think they said over 3,000 attendees. They had over 100 speakers, seminars and stuff that you would do at a big tech conference. But the thing that caught my eye was that they actually had a cipher. They had a rap battle between actual artists, actual rappers and AI. And I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this, this, how good is AI? So unfortunately I was not able to find a video of the thing that actually happened in Cincinnati, but the same company, I believe that the gentleman who was doing the speaking at Black Tech Week last week, last month, he actually did a video for one of the companies that he's co-founder of, which is called rapverse.ai. And what they have done is they've literally created an AI bot that will listen to what you say and instantaneously go back at you. So, you know, I linked to the video. I think, uh, Steph, you took a look at it. Mm. It is not horrible. It, it is, it is not what you would. Lyrically, it's not bad. So, 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 and fun fact, uh, Hosh Fillings was, I don't know if you guys remember way back when, uh, Angela Benton, uh, uh was doing the CNN documentary with those founders. Mm-hmm. Um, Hodge Fleming was one of the guys that made it into that house with the, uh, the ink. What was it called? New me. New, yeah, new me accelerator. accelerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hosh Fleming was one of the guys that, that made it into that. Yeah, yeah, he's also the CEO of and the founder of Rebrand Cities, which I think that might have been what he was working on. For the, you know, he, he, he's he's an yeah. entrepreneur. He does all kind yeah, of stuff. He's been in the game for a minute. Right. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, like lyrically, like it, it, it kind of was, you know, the flow wasn't there, obviously, so, you know, but, but lyrically, it 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 didn't suck. I was <laughs> I was more mad at the the rappers they chose. I was like, y'all couldn't find nobody that had better skills than, than these three. They did not get Lil Wayne or Drake. Y'all really got better rappers than than these three. I'm I'm sorry. No disrespect to those three rappers. Well, yeah, it was disrespect to those three rappers because those three rappers were they weren't trash, but they weren't great. Um, but I'm like, y'all could have found three better rappers than these three. Uh, but, but I, I wasn't mad at, at the AI. I wasn't mad at the AI. I, I wasn't mad that it was, it was a, a brother that, that did this whole thing. 
Um, but I just, I just couldn't help. I couldn't help but wonder, um, <laughs> like, where was this going? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that's what I was going to ask. And how was this going to get co-opted? And, and, you know, how quickly would this be taken out of black folks' hands and, and, and put into the hands of the mainstream and, and monetized by the mainstream? Um, you know, like it always tends to do. That's that was kind of all I was thinking about as I'm watching it. Like, how quickly is this going to be monetized by the main? How quickly is our culture going to be taken from us and monetized by the mainstream as per usual? So what I have gathered from the things that I've read and the things that I've watched of where Hosh Fleming's at least is working with this is that rapverse.ai is not we're trying to build the next digital artist or anything like that. It is more of this is what AI is capable of. And I want my people to learn it. So I'm going to just read something here. Hodge Fleming has actually said this at Black Tech Week. The first mover advantage for black people in AI and LLMs or large language models is crucial for bias mitigation, representation, innovation, equity and economic opportunities as diversity in AI creation ensures a balanced representative data set, thereby reducing bias. So. The reason that he, you know, I don't want to say the reason, but one of the reasons that he's in this is because he's trying to bring his people along and say, hey, this is an area where we need to get into it, regardless of whether, you know, we're doing this or doing that. So that that's kind of what I took from, you know, like the interviews that were happening at Black Tech Week last week. But as you were saying, Stephanie, it's like lyrically. It was kind of trash with the, what the AI was doing. But when you actually, or I should, I shouldn't say, I should say artistically, it was kind of trash because it sounded like, it sounded like a robot who was basically modeled after, you know, a bruise, you know, you know, he, he sounded blackish, but it was not going to be in the flow of what an actual artist would be able to do. But what it was saying and how quickly it was able to, to combat and use what the rappers were saying to it in response mm-hmm. is what, okay, that's actually impressive. No, it was impressive. Yeah, that, it that's was, impressive. It was, def- it was be- definitely impressive. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I, and I, and I, you know, I, I, I read the piece and you know what he was talking about trying to be a first mover, but um you know, we, and I hate to be a pessimist about this, uh, cause, you know, but we know how under-resourced black businesses always are. And, and first movers, I, I just, I, I just see the potential for somebody more better resources with deeper pockets and deeper pockets to, to swoop in and, and, and gobble this company up. And, you know, come out with some, with some bullshit. And, and then I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just really, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I, I, I don't want to be a pessimist about this, but I just, I, I, I got a bad feeling about it. Terrence, I want to get where you are because when, when AI first came out, you know, and I'm, I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but I don't think you were like, Oh, I need to go dive into that. L- 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 I think maybe you, your thinking was, let me see if this is going to be a fad or if it's going to stick and become something else. And then at some point, maybe I'll get into it. Have you changed any of your thoughts? Just not about a rap battle with an AI bot, but just AI in general with just it, it is, it is the story of this year. As far as tech is concerned, since, you know, since chat GPT three came out last year, this is all, you know, this has been dominating tech news pretty much every week. Have you changed your opinions or thoughts of where you think, um, AI is going? Well, no, AI, I mean, it's here. I guess the only thing I would say is maybe what changed is maybe my idea toward all is just being a fad and we'll move on to something else. Maybe that's changed a little bit. A little bit. Um, I can, I can see, um, being more specific about this rap versus AI, you know, startup. Um, I mean, it's very clear kind of like what they're trying to, um, imitate is the chess masters versus the computer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got these chess masters and they kind of mentioned this guy, Gary Kasparov. You know, mm-hmm. in their classic 
human versus machine competition when it comes to chess. And I guess Hodge and his group are like, all right, well, let's imitate that for rap. You know, we got rap battles that are typically human against human. What does that look like if it's a human versus AI, right? You know, is it is it equal? Is it on par? Does AI have a long way to go to even kind of resemble being um, good enough to compete and or beat a human rapping? And I think that's their whole thing is to explore that. But even still, I'm on Stephanie's side as it relates to that, because all it's going to take is somebody with some deep pockets Mm -hmm. to either sell this or buy this or have another company with a bunch of money, if not go after them directly, make a competing product and then Mm -hmm. boom, off to races. And then what does that mean? Does that mean, you know, are they going to move forward and create a fake rapper now that it's got Well, didn't we just talk about this three months ago with FM Mecca? Yeah. Uh Right. So like, here we go. We, we, we had not, we had the avatar. Now we have the AI and the large language model to feed into the avatar. Now the avatar can now respond to human rappers in a way that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. The, right. the, 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 the record labels are, are, are already salivating over this. And, and I have no, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? No hope that Hodge or anybody else would not sell this, you know, technology to the highest bidder. And, and that's no shade or against him. Because that's what people like, do. Get that's, that back. That's what people do. That's right. what so, you do. Exactly. Because that's what you do. But ultimately, I'm still in search of, to answer your question, still in search of, you know, what is that? Oh, this makes perfect sense type application for this quote unquote machine learning language models, AI, that sort of thing. We're right now, case in point, you know, everybody's trying to get on the ground floor, trying to be first, trying to, you know, get their tentacles for lack of a better term into this thing so they can benefit or be a benefit, whether they can benefit directly from making some money or actually being a benefit. Right. Um, I, everybody's kind of scattered. I'm still looking for that for it to make sense you still to me. Thinks that, you still think it's a solution looking for a problem. A solution looking for a problem. We haven't found the solution yet. Now it makes things easier. Everybody's explained or shown examples of how if we use AI, this thing we're already doing kind of more efficient, whatever the case may be. I'm still looking for that to where the regular person is, is like, you know what I need? I need AI because I need to do this or I need to solve that. Right. And I'm still looking for that for it to be for it to be more than just everybody just trying some stuff. And, you know, we don't know what direction is going. Once we get that, then I can be like, all right, I can sign on or be totally scared <laughs> at the direction is going. So, yeah, I, I think I'm a bit further down the road than both of y'all. And, and, and here's where I think about AI. It is for, for me, it is not creating a rap battle AI where I see these LLMs displacing people out of jobs is if you do customer service at like the first level, AI is coming for you. Absolutely, Companies are looking. I have a call center with a thousand people working at it to answer telephones and to answer customer questions at level one. Mm-hmm. Can AI effectively replace them so that I'm not paying thousands of people. I'm paying dozens, maybe even hundreds of, well, let's, let's go with dozens of developers that are creating this software that ultimately can answer our customers' questions effectively enough to where I can transition massive cost centers and make more profit for the company. That's where I think AI is, is going and why probably people should pay a little bit of attention to it because companies are paying a lot of attention to it. Companies that employ lots of people believe that AI is going to give them a competitive advantage over their competitors that are not looking at it. So still, mm -hmm. even still with that, you know, everybody's trying to get a competitive advantage everywhere. It'd be one Mm -hmm. thing if everybody was looking at AI to figure out how to replace people at call centers. 
Only a few companies are doing that versus some other companies trying to do it. And then you got Microsoft trying to do everything, you know? So it's like, everybody's like, oh, we can use AI for this. We can use it for this. We can use it for this. And you've got a whole lot of options turns into really no succinct. And therefore the, I guess the ultimate, not ultimate, the true power in AI, it will be kind of splintered because everybody's trying to work on everything you know, and all these little silos and all these little sections versus I think the true power of AI or language lot or whatever the case may be will come when we all have decided, all right, this is the vertical that it's going. If it's going to make it easier for us to live, if it's going to make it, you know, I'm, then these are broad stuff. But, you know, um, once we figure out that direction, then I think, you know, all of the, you know, like making an atom bomb. We all focused on making an atom bomb to go blow up, you know, a, com- a country. We all focused on space travel to get to the moon first. We all focused on the Internet. You know, I'm looking for that kind of we all coming together trying to figure out, solve this one thing. Well, it'll be interesting to see when it boomerangs back around to we actually need humans to do the shit for us. Because right now we are in that space where and and I'm guilty of it myself because I went on um I've I've been <laughs> I've been using ChatGPT for a lot of shit just to enhance, not to do because I'm my the way my type A is set up. I, I'm not relinquishing you need to control. Touch it for it to be right. Yeah, I'm not relinquishing complete control to to nothing to do everything for me. But I've definitely been using ChatGPT to 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 judge some stuff that I've written. Um, but I also uh, used a uh, application called SoundRaw last week to generate some music for me, some background music. Yo, that shit was fire. I was like, I background need- music is while you're doing something or background music for, for a video. Uh, I, I, I edited a video. Uh, the video's up on my Instagram right now. It's the latest video, but I edited a video and I needed video that I could own the rights to that, you know, wasn't that was not That's known anywhere else, mm-hmm. copyrighted anywhere else. But I'm like, I literally went on there. I was like, I needed to be happy and upbeat, technology focused, funny and weird, three minutes long, like literally just pushed mm-hmm. all the, and 15 seconds later, I had 40 options and I just listened and I was like that one and mm-hmm. downloaded it. And I, I was like, boy, oh boy, this AI thing might actually work. Oh boy. Um, Look, we didn't lost another one. She done got got, she done got got, but, but that's the thing. I was not mad at it at all. However, and, and, and I'm starting to see too, my, my TikTok feed is starting to get real specific about, you know, the AI bros who are basically like, you know, this is how you can get paid. You know, the for, the Forex bros are gone. The yeah, AI bros yeah. are now here. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, the one guy I just watched the video, he was like, I went to mid journey and I had mid journey create me a clothing line, a men's athletic apparel clothing line that was black and gray. They did the logo. It created the logo for me. I had them do all of this. And then I went to this AI website creator. It created the whole website. And then I went and ChatGPT, ChatGPT did all of the copy for the website. It did the shopping page. It did the about me page. It did, and now I did that for, and then and, and did, and then I had to judge all the SEO, and then I had to do all the, the, the. So basically, it did all of the work for him to create this website and and literally start selling the product for him. So my, you know, so what I, I say all that to say, there is going to be a moment when it all boomerangs back to. I need a human to do this shit for me. You know what I mean? Cause this AI, mm-hmm. I thought the AI was good at doing this, but I'm realizing that now that AI, now that everybody can get AI to do it, I realize I actually need a human to do this shit for me. And we're going to see that backlash where we actually realize that humans do the shit better and we need humans to do it. It's going to take a minute, but we are going to see that. I believe we will see that. Yeah. The, and the, the thing is, is like, You've been doing this for a minute. Normally, what you would have had to have done was either go buy a song. Right. Or go license the right. Well, that's the same thing as buying, I guess. But it would have been significantly more expensive. Or you would have even had to get an artist to create something for you and give you the rights to it. And I paid the $20 for the month. Mm -hmm to use sound raw for a month. Um, but man, I was like, got your money's worth. 
I got mm-hmm. my money and I'm going to go on for the, the the rest of this month. If y'all need some song, let me know because I can make <laughs> it real quick. Uh, but it was, it was just the ease of use and the speed at which it was able to do it and, and, and the accuracy at which it gave me exactly what it was like. It was inside my head and gave me just what I needed. I was like, wow, this is crazy. That is the thing with AI. It is only getting better. And, and Terrence, I completely understand. It still feels like it is a solution looking for a problem. Um, but it's 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 solving them so where i am i don't want folks to be shocked by it to where we're now three years away from chat gpt coming out on the scene like it did last year and folks are just now oh i didn't even know about this it's like no you you might want to go look at a youtube video or 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 look and see what some of these things can do because ultimately and this goes back to what haja saying if you can become a first adopter you can drive the direction of the technology as compared to being an end user and where the technology is. It's like, it, you know, it, it, it we, it's too late. I, we've already talked about how AI really ain't feeling us. We go back to our very first episode, 90 something episodes ago. And, and we, mm-hmm. we, we talk about that. It's like, well, some of the reasons it's not nefarious that, you know, you didn't make your, your soap dispensers not work for, you know, for dark tone people. You just didn't have dark tone people that were, you know, QA testing the stuff and you didn't think about it because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. We don't want to be there with all of this AI stuff. I want people who look like me and think similarly to how I think and think way differently than I think as well to be in here looking at this stuff and figuring out how we can actually use it as compared to someone else figures it out. And then we're just kind of coming along and trying to make something else work for us. was talking to a group of students last Friday. I said, AI prompt engineer is like a job on indie.com right now. Absolutely. Go look it up, go research it. Do not get left behind. Absolutely. And YouTube university is no joke when it comes to this. You can learn a lot. I ain't claiming to be on the bandwagon per se, but I also don't plan to be bringing up the rear. You know what I mean? I also don't plan to be bringing up the rear either. So. I know I got my my song that I needed. <laughs> and I was hyped. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's jump into this last story that we're gonna talk about today. Uh we have to. We, we, we have to. This this is big news. And <sighs> Twitter done changed their name. Uh y- 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 your boy have Elon. They changed their name. Well, they changed they, they, they changed their logo. So logo. what's happening right now is that the logo the logo is no longer the bird. Larry, I believe the little blue bird was called Larry the bird. It's no longer the bird. It is now an X. They, I believe back in April, the, the parent company to Twitter changed his name to X.com. And now when you go to X.com, it actually redirects to Twitter. So yeah, Elon had, you know, he's been wanting to name stuff X for the longest time. You know, he, he, I believe he registered X.com all the way back in like 98 or 99 as the first name for PayPal. And then when PayPal was, you know, done other things with, uh, they, they came up with a different name. But, um, yeah, I, I just want to get you guys to take us. Stephanie, I know where you're going to go, uh, you know, with it, but, well, it's uh, actually not even about the whole idea of X. It's about what he's actually doing with the company. I think there's something else going on um, because, you know, he wants to fold payments in and, and, you know, audio and video and chat and, and like the, where he's taking the direction of the company altogether, I think is, is a little interesting. And I, and, and it, 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 I, I don't know that it is going to be necessarily a social media platform anymore. I think it's going to be something completely different. And, um, you know, threads couldn't have come at a better time because I think people are going to need an alternative because I just I think Twitter's going away as we Twitter know as it. we know it is Twitter, as, Twitter we as we know it, it. away. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah, no, um, which makes perfect sense for the predicament that Elon Musk has found himself in as a result of buying Twitter. He has to grow it. He has to make it different. He has to add new stuff. He has to roll it into something else for it to not just be this all in one app, but for it to be a profitable all in one app. So he has to roll in, you know, well, not roll in the 
it makes sense that he would change the um the um identity of Twitter because we are used to Twitter just being Twitter. We compartmentalize. We use Twitter when we want to get our news. Mm. We use Facebook when we want to interact with friends and family. We use Instagram and TikTok when we want to find out the current stuff as far as what's going on with the culture or you're trying to be an influencer, trying to make some money, that sort of thing. We've kind of compartmentalized our social media apps, you know, and I think because we've done so, Twitter is just this news thing, you know, and that ain't working, right? So he's like, all right, well, how do we change? We've got to roll these other things in, but will people pick up on it that we've turned into a a banking app? Will people... uh uh recognize that we've turned into a micro blogging site. People recognize that we've done this and that and the third, if it's Twitter, you know, so let's change the identity. So new people, different people, we add more stuff. It's not related to old oh, Twitter's trying to be a this now. Well, it ain't Twitter no more technically. So we can kind of branch out. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. I don't think Twitter is what Twitter, Twitter to me has already changed with as hard as they're pushing Twitter blue and you now have to pay to be, you know, part of Twitter. Twitter is no longer a social media platform in, in, the, in the standard sense. It is a it is a giant paid community that has a free option to try to get you hooked on giving them eight dollars a month. That, that, that right. is that is what Twitter is to me now. And well, how many people are, many people are uh, paying for it? Oh, not how nearly, not are, nearly enough. It It is, right. it is a rounding error. So, so you have to give the people who are using it for free something that they'll say, Oh, I'll pay for that. And if the, 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 but, he, but the problem is he keeps trying to take stuff away to right. make people pay, which is why now right. you got the DMS. Yeah. Like he's coming in the DMS now and he keeps trying to take more stuff away mm-hmm. to, to, to make people that are still there, you know, fork go, over the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, all you're doing is pushing, just driving people away. You, you're not going to make people pay. Like you right. keep trying to strong arm, <laughs> like, like some kind of mob boss no. or something. And I'm just like, that ain't going to work. The, right. the hardest thing. For people to go to, the hardest thing to do on the internet is to charge people something that you previously gave them for free. You've yeah. given me, all, I gave you my data, and you gave me this uh, this beautiful ability to connect to anyone on earth almost instantaneously. And I'm still giving you my data, but now you want my my, my money. It's like, no, I'd rather go somewhere and do something else. So, right. so, so that is a problem. And I'm not one of these folks that. So I don't want to say that I'm indifferent on Elon Musk. I generally don't like him because of the stuff that he has done to, you know, he is the head of Tesla. There's a whole lot of racial stuff that goes on at Tesla that we've talked about. This show is not about that, but we talked about many of them. You can go back in our catalogs and, and, and look and see the, the you know, probably half a dozen shows where we've talked about stuff that I don't like Elon because he allows us to go, you know, go on in this company. But I'm. But that being said, I'm not going to say I don't think the dude is an idiot. I don't think that he's just a stone cold fool that has been he was lucky with PayPal and then he got lucky with Tesla and then he got lucky with uh, SpaceX. He has some level of skill. I think that many people think that it is way more than he actually has, but he's not a moron running these companies. I also am not a, you know, an Elon bro that thinks that he well, just because he's had hits with Tesla, he doesn't run trust. I mean, he's a CEO of Tesla, but he really ain't running Tesla. What he's found is a COO that literally is running the day-to-day operations of that company and does not care that Elon gets all the credit. SpaceX, um, I can't think of the, the, the woman's name who's running SpaceX, but once again, Elon's not doing the day to day there. There's someone else who is doing it and just does not mind him getting all the light while that company is doing what it's doing. We'll see if that's going to become the case with Linda Yaccarino here at Twitter. Is she going to basically be able to stabilize and turn this thing around while he's still at the top doing the crazy stuff that Elon does and getting all those accolades? But I, I think that you have people who have gone to camps. I hate Elon and I want to see this thing fail. I love Elon and he, there's nothing he can do that is wrong when I think that the 80% of the people in the middle really don't care and they really ain't thinking about them like that if it's like I used to like using Twitter and it's like Twitter has changed therefore I don't like it anymore so I think I need to move on that that's where most people I don't want to say most that's where many people are when it comes to Twitter they're not thinking about Elon did this is like how come I can't send as many DMs as I used to be able to send 
Why am I being rate limited? Those are just decisions that the company has made that people who are not thinking about it at, you know, about Elon running the company and making these decisions to adversely affect them. It's like, I just don't know that this is what I want. So I hear that like this over the weekend, Linda Yaccarino said that uh, in an in a internal memo that they've breached like some usage rate or something like that. Basically, she was saying that we're as popular today as we've ever been. This wasn't stuff that was released to the news. It was stuff that was released internally. You can lie to your, your to your people all day long. So I, I, I'm not saying that that's what she's doing. I just don't know that that's the case. Things that I do know, this has come out of Elon Musk's mouth. Their advertising is down 50 percent since he's since he's taken over. Here are things that analysts that are saying that actually are still invested in Twitter as its private entity. It's down 50 to 66 percent as far as its value. Um to me, those things say that you're not running this company all that great to where in nine months you have lost half your advertisers and potentially two thirds of the value of the company. I'm not going to be one of those people to say, well, if you now do something and you show profitability after you've lost literally 20 billion or more dollars that you somehow figured it out. It's like, well, give me that 20 billion back first before we go start you know, giving you accolades on the turnaround of this company. I don't see Twitter being profitable inside of the year that a lot of people said that it was going to be, they got three months left and they, they, they're well off from it. But it's just, it's just really interesting to see all the things that are happening at this company. I, I can't call it. I don't know this, but if I was going to lean one way, I don't think this thing works out because we've talked about this before. This ain't all Elon's money. He used a lot of OPP. What are, you, what are you saying specifically this? You mean the rebrand? What are you the, talking about? I don't think the rebrand and I don't know that the app that he's trying, the super app that he's trying to build, who in their right mind is going to trust putting their money in Twitter when Twitter just last month was accused of not paying his own credit. You know, basically it wasn't paying Google and, and, and stuff like that. It's like that, that news doesn't just go away. It's like, will any, will any one of you be willing to put your money inside of Twitter? I mean, you say you don't think it works out. It's not working. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not working. I'm it's trying to give benefits working. of the doubt. I just, I, no, I don't see, no, um, is, is, is not working. It's I don't working. see it. It's a dumpster fire and it's a sh- sinking ship. And nobody wants to call it, you know what I mean? Because because he is such a larger than life personality and and has this legion of fanboys that just won't let him, you know, go. Um, nobody wants to call it, but it, it you know, will it'll be a, a Harvard Business School case study in in five years <laughs> about what went wrong. They might make um, a Blackberry esque movie <laughs> out yeah, of this exactly. just to see the about, about what went wrong. Um, is it, it go so wrong so quickly? Is is not looking good. And, you know, we talked about threads a few weeks back about how it reached 100 million downloads of that application in mere days. And then it kind of had a, a troll off, which you would expect. But here's an interesting thing. Mastodon is actually reaping benefits of all the the of all, all the hoopla that's going on at Twitter. Their download number since threads have come out has skyrocketed. I, I literally just pulled this article today from TechCrunch about this. And they're seeing their usage numbers go through the roof. Now, granted, going through the roof for them is not going through the roof for threads. This is a very, very small company that is trying to get to where it has the mass of a of a thread. It will take it years to get there. As we said before, threads was able to do that because most of the people who have threads accounts already had Instagram accounts. And it was very easy for them to be able to just slide right over into this new thing. But it's just like there's a whole lot of people who are not happy with what is happening at Twitter. And you can't just call them, well, you you just need to stick it out. It's like, no, people have been sticking it out for nine months. It hasn't looked good. And when other things come up, this is what people do. They tend to go other places. So like I said, it's just going to be interesting. I'm, you know, we'll keep watching it. We'll keep talking about it when there's big news about it, but Twitter is not what it was. And like I said, right now, it seems like a giant community platform, like a paid community. We'll see if it turns into this WeChat clone that he's trying to make it but just i can't think of people that i know that would be willing to put their money in twitter like that like they would we chat nope not gonna happen so y'all we are right at the top of the hour we don't have any new patrons this week 
But I will say that if you would like to become a patron, if you would like to support the Tech John, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John, where we have multiple tiers, any one of which gets you access to our live stream and after party. And several of those tiers actually get you access to a ad free stream. So you can listen to the audio version of the show without having to listen to any ads if you pick the right tier. But we appreciate any one of those tiers that you would join up to. They actually help us do what we do and bring this tech to you the way that we bring it to you weekly. So with that being said, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks how they can get at you? You can find me all around the web at Tech Life Steph and check out StephanieHumphrey.com. And you can find me all over the Internet at Brother Tech. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And you can find me on all things at Rob Dunwood and you can find us at The Tech John on all things. So until we meet again in a week's time. Peace. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.